So, um, yeah, thank you so much, Walt, for coming on to our very first podcast. Uh, we've decided to name the podcast Adrian and Julie. We were very creative. <laughs> Or the No Name podcast. Um, yeah, so we, we know that like you and Adrian have had, you know, this kind of relationship that's been very organic. And like, can you just tell us how you guys met and, you know, what your connection is? Yeah, totally. Thank you for having me on uh, the podcast today. And I'm sure Adrian can fill in some blanks. I can't actually recall when we sort of connected. Uh, it might have been through TikTok. Yeah, I think so. I think it's about a year ago. Yeah, yep. So I only started the TikTok channel about oh, at the start of 2021 mm. and uh, I was just uploading the science videos. So a lot of pretty much everything under the microscope and I was just uploading those. And as the following, I guess, sort of grew, uh, I noticed that um, Adrian was uh, just started following the channel. And sometimes <laughs> I like to look and see what other content creators are doing. Uh, and yes. that usually pops up in my field of view. If someone's following the channel, I'll click on their account. Um, more mm. often than not, actually, I, I'm always looking at, you know, what sort of content is out there and uh, just fell in love with Adrian's stuff straight away. Uh, you know, places in Sydney that you must visit. And it's such a, uh, it, it just really captured me. I guess growing up near Sydney, um, yeah. I've always loved traveling up there when I get the chance. And yeah. just to have this wealth, like this, just this collation of places that you've got to go to and these are these are not just like your, um, I guess your superficial sort of places. The ones that you, if you type mm-hmm. what's the mm-hmm. place to go to on Google in Sydney. Yeah. Um, Adrian's channel is just a, is just so much more, and it really goes into the heart of city, city. <laughs> and these, I think your channel, Adrian, is just pulling results that you just wouldn't get from a Google search. Yeah, it's, it's well, so I try. True. Yeah, it's, I try. It's kind of like the, the heart. It's got the pulse of it. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, I feel like that should be my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> it's the heart of Sydney. True, it's true because when you think about when you type into Google, what's a place to go see? You're going to get your, your Harbour Bridge, like Opera House, and maybe a few eateries yep. around there that are really big, well-established. Mm, yep. I think uh, people like myself and others around the area and who are visiting, we really want that really good ramen, yeah. that really good that, you know, that tucked away secret spot that you yeah. know, some of the hard work and you found. And that's, that's why people love it. I love it. Um, and it just gives me, like, I, I favourite the videos that I want to go to, like, and I'll just like, okay, when I'm in Sydney, I'll go. It's good that we have favourites now. So it's differentiate with likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, you should be my rep. <laughs> It's so true, though. Like Adrian was saying, oh, look, there's a really good, you know, pork roll place. Yes. And I'm from Cabramatta, and Cabramatta is like the, you know, the mecca of pork rolls. And then he's like, no, 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 you haven't tried a pork roll until you try this one. And then it's just, you know, it's true because you think about it and, you know, you've done the, like, heavy lifting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, too close. No, but in terms, of, in terms of you, I definitely, like, I think back then or right now still your, your signature is – the water bears and, and the tardy grits, right? And it's the cutest little thing ever. And I think it really blew my mind as to like the universe that you expose us mm. to. Yes. Like it's completely a universe that we wouldn't have seen or or especially the TikTok community. Like, mm. like you know, they're literally, you make, you're one of those people that makes TikTok not only an entertainment platform, but an actual learning platform. Mm. And I think that's, because I've always seen TikTok as a learning platform. 
And content creators like you are what makes TikTok just a step above and beyond of just a social media platform. Because they, I know for a fact, because I have a rep at TikTok and they don't want to be called as social media platform. They want to be called as a entertainment and a learning platform so you're it (laughs) you're a learning platform guru (laughs) and like how how did you start well like you know what you know how did you start on on tiktok like you said your journey in a very short amount of time has kind of accumulated to millions of followers like how did you kind of a start and like b kind of keep consistent through it all no thank you um very kind words um as well i really appreciate that um in terms of the, yeah, the water bears are absolutely, they're, they're just an absolute hit. Um, I love them um, as well. And I was just so stoked when I found my first water bear under the microscope. I didn't really know much about them until I started looking into them researching. So I've been with them ever since. They've been awesome. Um, in terms of the journey, how did it all start? It was actually, TikTok was around so 2021 tiktok would have just been sort of really getting into people mm-hmm. in front of people i think uh it's in australia at least so mm-hmm. uh, it's still getting people were still sort of testing the waters with it a lot of people yep. were adapting it uh, adopting it pretty quickly and i came in i would like to think at sort of an early stage where tiktok mm-hmm. might have had something maybe under maybe five million users in australia yeah. there were two million users back then i started them too mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so it was um, it was a really good time, I think, to just jump on and start content creating in Australia. Yep. And the the whole it sort of came about because my sisters were actually were using TikTok, and they they're a bit younger than I, so they're mm. up to date with like latest sort of trends and and apps. And they said you got to have TikTok. And I, was, mm. and I was like, oh, you know, I've heard of it. I'll, I'll have a look. Immediately hooked, and I'm sure you'll agree. You know, it's, you just get that constant roll of yes in front of you so i was just hooked straight up and very quickly after downloading it i realized that it had in-house video editing software yeah and the craziest thing about the software is that it was exactly what i was after maybe 10 years ago when i because i've always wanted to create videos i just didn't have Mm. the right software and i just wanted Mm. something really basic i just need to film i point the camera in the right direction and then i just edit the clips by just simply shortening them and stitching them together. Yeah. TikTok's in-house software is just perfect for that. Uh, yeah. You can do voiceovers. Uh, doesn't really require much editing, I think, for the stuff that I do. Yeah. Mm. And that's all I needed. Uh, and a lot of the programs I was looking into back in the day, they the free versions um, because I was a poor uni student and, and I just didn't have the money to, to invest in a subscription or something like that. And mm. they'd often come with ads or potential viruses for your computer. So I just never really looked into it too much. Uh, and then, yeah, TikTok comes along. It's exactly what I was after. And just I started pretty much just having a play around with it, uploaded mm. my first video, uh, which was salt under the microscope. Mm. And, uh, yeah, did exactly what I wanted. And I uploaded that video. And I think I didn't get I didn't get a the world of reception for that video. It was just video footage of the salt and under the microscope. Yeah. And it was pretty shaky as well because I'm trying to hold my camera and focus it up with the microscope. And I knew that the TikTok videos were going to have to be more consistent. And so I started uploading one video every day of something yeah. under the microscope. Uh, and then it just sort of, I think I hit a viral video uh, because my technique got a little bit better. 
um, I started. What was it? Do you remember the first one? Yeah. Um, what would you consider actually a viral video? Like what, how many views? Well, so in terms of generally anything above, anything above a million, I suppose. Yeah. Cool. So I think videos gained traction when I started looking at, uh, food under the microscope. Yeah. I I looked at uh, a hot dog under the microscope or Devon or something like that. Yeah. And I found a bit of microplastic or what I thought it appeared to be microplastic. Um, you need to have further chemical analysis to confirm, but it was pretty yep. consistent with what a microplastic shard would look like. And I think that video might've got about 300,000 views. And that, yep. was a big, that was a big thing for me. Oh yeah. As, as, as a, I think when I started and think about a hundred thousand, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I believe it would have been, Someone asked, that's when people started asking me to look at certain things. And someone asked me to look at the inside of a cigarette. Yeah. And I uploaded, I I bought a pack of cigarettes and I looked at them under the microscope. And the video, the first video I uploaded for that was actually just, it was a cigarette uh, filling, looked at a bit of the dried tobacco. And the, I just had music over the video. Yeah. And I uploaded the video thinking really not much of it. Because I just think, well, this is a real thing. Like anyone can access uh, a microscope. Anyone can access a cigarette. Most, you know, if you're over 18 and that in Australia and anyone can look at it. I'm just showcasing this, you know. Uh, And the video got like just within about a minute, it had 4,000 views. And I've never had that happen before. Yeah. um, That was scary. And then I started thinking, well, hang on a minute. Um, I am a scientist by education and and training. Uh, I haven't really portrayed this in a nice uh, sorry I haven't portrayed this in a in a concerned sort of way and yeah. I think then I sort of started to think well you know I know a lot of young people use the app is this putting cigarettes in a good light or a bad light um, mm-hmm. because it it actually looked really interesting and it didn't really showcase any negative side of anything, anything like that. yeah yeah so I took the video down immediately and wow. I re-uploaded but I did my voiceover and I uh, did a bit of research and Turns out a lot of the chemicals that I've used as a scientist in the lab, also in cigarettes. And in the lab, in a lab setting, we have a big fume hood that just sucks up a lot of the chemicals. So you don't have to breathe those in. Yeah. A cigarette is quite obviously well breathing those in. Yeah. So I did that sort of take on it and I just said, look, uh, you know, cigarettes have a lot of bad chemicals, cancer causing agents. We all know that. Uh, and that was the message that I put over the top of the video. And the video still went viral. I think a lot of people were sharing it with people that uh, they knew who maybe wanted to quit smoking and yeah. like mm. that. And I think because of that, um, I was a bit unapologetic when I did the video. I think that's what caused it to go viral. It was yeah. con- like it was it was a pretty strong statement, pretty bold, and and just putting it out there, and yeah, it just got shared a whole bunch. And that was really just a very scary experience to have something go viral like that. Yeah, to just travel to all ends of the earth if you have, you know, with how how many uh, views did it ended up getting? I think it got about close to four million. Yeah, yeah. wow. And for not, like going from maybe about a thousand views at most to just something mm-hmm. two million was very scary and yes. happening very quickly. Yeah. As well, and did you grow um, with that as well? Yeah. Quickly, yeah, you, bet, uh, you bet I did. Yeah, that was yeah. when like I was waking up to 
50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. It just kept going and going. And whilst it was really scary, a scary experience to have that, um, it was exciting at the same time. Mm. You get get a a strange high or like an elated feeling. Oh my God, it's funny. It's like, like you're mirroring my feeling back then. It's like you guys have a support club going on. (laughs) Yeah, you get this uh, elated feeling that you're just like, that was pretty surreal. Like, and you see this, so many people just reach out. Um, I had, uh, you know, companies coming to me just, Trying to reach me any way they could just to say can we put, put your video on our platform and you're smoking yeah. mm. people want to do that and um you know those kinds of videos still have an impact today this was a year ago and those yeah. mm. are still having impacts today in fact if it wasn't for that video i wouldn't have had the chance to work with the world health organization and do a campaign mm. for them a while ago yeah um, and make a video for them which again anti-smoke it was an anti-littering anti-smoking one and they put yeah. it on their Instagram and it got six million views. Like over wow. time. so it was it was just a, such a surreal experience. It opened up uh, a lot of different avenues, um, connections, all networks. One mm. video all it takes. <laughs> like how do you guys keep on going? You know, once you go from, you know, a thousand and then it the realization that oh it's it's gotten, you know, millions of views like how do you keep it consistent and how do you keep it going and not kind of loop like not burnout, but almost just like how do I keep the creative juices going? Because I imagine it would be quite a task on you, you know. Yeah, um, Adrian, if you have any comments, feel free to add. As yeah. well. Yes, um, but it sounds like we're sort of mirroring um, what yeah. the experiences mm. here, and I think the so as I noted, like it is exciting to get that viral video, and it kind of leaves a bit of a taste in your mouth, and you want I just you want to have that again. Yeah, so in a way, you're trying to you don't want to falsify results particularly as a science channel like that's the yes. big note like that is the worst thing you did it as a parody i saw with the plastic microphones yeah. i love it yeah i'm gonna bone like that's a yeah there's a bit of a there's a bit of microscope turf i think happening yes. at the moment um i've seen a uh, turf wars with the microscopes <laughs> it's it's pretty it's getting pretty serious i think we're gonna have to um consider boxing matches soon or something yeah oh, <laughs> go on yeah so i think that um the you kind of want that that virality again once you've had that. And, and it sort of slows down a little bit over time. You do mm. know that, um, like, once the viral video sort of settles a bit, um, you get less and less followers and yeah. you're still pumping out content, but it's not getting that reaction. Um, yeah. So there, there's the temptation to go, like, and as I said, with the microscope channel, science channel, you do not falsify results. Like, that is yeah. a huge no. Don't do that. Um, very bad. And I think for any content creator, just to try and, create artificial views that's mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not helpful to you in the long no. run i think um as well you want you want your loyal followers who are just going to be there and they really love your content and you can lose some really high value people when mm. you start to create fake stuff but it's okay. yeah. i think for me as a content creator i do i have learned like looking at my videos back then and now i do exaggerate a little bit sometimes you got to have a good hook to get someone in but in terms of the creativity, I think it's just you've had that experience. As I mentioned, it, it's a bit of a high and you, you really enjoyed the, the hype that it just created and you can see the influence that it had. So in that video case, I had people telling me they're going to try to stop smoking. Yeah. It was very powerful. Wow. That experience and um, to see that influence. You don't realise the influence that you have as a creator, but it's, it's massive, like it's huge. Um, and so, yeah, for that reason, 
uh, I think it challenges you to continue to try to create the next viral video. Mm -hmm. My take on it is to try and create and, and contribute a good viral video, mm -hmm. one that's going to just create that hype or engagement in science as well. Uh, and those viral videos sort of, I think, also shape the direction of the channel and give you that yeah. voice as a content creator. Yeah. Mm. But I bet for you, like, I can see, I can just see, like, children being inspired to learn about science, like, looking at your content. But I do notice, like, with you from just talking to you right now, the amount of effort that you put into yeah. a single video is yeah. unlike mine. <laughs> like, so the <laughs> amount of mental... The amount of mental capacity um, required to just produce one video for you would just be unsurmountable in comparison to mine. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to compare the stress that you have to compare to mine. Yeah, like, do you have, like, a set calendar or, you know, how does your day look like? And now what that, does it given look like? that you work full-time, Yeah, right? yeah, and you're working full-time as well. Like, how does it all look like? Yeah, so, uh, I, as you know, I do have a full-time job, um, I find that actually the video con like the content creation is, is it actually does recharge me a bit because it's my own interest and I can yeah. uh, I re I'm the, I think I've always grown up with the kind of person that I'm happy to just tinker with things on a desk and look at things and I can spend yeah. hours under a microscope like looking through a microscope mm -hmm. and uh, so I do get actually I, I recharge when I do that uh, and it's no extra it's not too much trouble to set up a bit of a video as well and film it it does take a lot of time, uh, as you know. Fact-checking? Sorry? Fact-checking, like fact-checking? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I generally know that when I do press publish, that's it. Like, it's it's out there. Like, I can't always take the video down, but you just have to assume as soon as you press publish, people have copies of it. Yeah. Uh, mm. And that can just continue to go around the internet. Do you get nervous before you hit publish? <laughs> yeah, I'm always checking the drafts before I, I, I watch them about three or four times before I upload. Sometimes I'll get my sisters, like I'll do a screen record and I'll, I'll yeah. send the video to my sisters or um, just to check and see if, if, if I've said anything a bit off yeah. uh, as well. And uh, particularly when I'm, if I'm, if I'm also looking at maybe something that could have a, a cultural sort of impact as well, like it yes. could have some cultural significance that needs yeah. to be taken, like you know, extra steps that need to be uh, influenced to make sure that I'm paying homage to the right groups uh, as yeah. well and, the, and particularly recently I was looking at some traditional medicines uh, like the tea tree oil yes yes I love that video yeah we we're talking about it before you you came on like Adrian was saying that you use like bleach and tea tree oil to Salt kind of water kind of work out how to get rid of bacteria sure. um, yeah. yeah so how how did that come about and you know what's the best way to get rid of stains and, oh. and dirt <laughs> Sure. So, um, yeah, so those videos do need a bit of research as well. Um, in terms of the bacteria run, um, I don't know what sort of interest in the, in the bacteria series, if you call it that. I think maybe, maybe I had good reception from the first one that I did. Yeah. Uh, I also have, like, um, I have the capacity to look at bacteria. I think it's really interesting uh, as well under the microscope. So, uh I thought as well, you know, it might be really cool to see sort of cleaning products in action. Maybe someone dropped a comment ages ago to say, yeah. can we look mm. at uh, people? It's actually the, a lot of the content inspiration from my channel is definitely from, from the fans and followers. Yeah. Uh, they're, the, they're the true scientists because they've got those questions that 
you might not get answered at uni or, or school. Yeah. And mm. um, it, it is a bit of fun as well. Uh, and definitely take those videos with a pinch of salt. So in my setup where I have my little bacteria and I'm, I introduce salt water yeah. uh, and you see the salt water just almost kill the bacteria. Or, yes. Um, that's generally based on, on maybe a bit of experience as well. Like when I've had, you know, two takes, I'm usually just gargling some salt water and that, oh. that actually helps the problem. And we know that salt water does have a, has a, have a, a positive effect. Mm. Um, and, and it's not a good condition for things to grow in because it's just too salty. Uh, dehydrates yeah. and uh, can do a lot of damage to microorganisms and the like. Um, so generally, there's also a bit of research. I'll make sure that there that anything I publish can be backed up with a, a journal article as well. Yeah, because you, you just think work. of like you know you kind of think of old wives' tales, don't you? Like you know, my mum was always like gargle it with salt water, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of think like you should do an old wives' tale. Yeah, you series. Know, even like Chinese medicine, you're like, does this does this work? Like it's it certainly smells like it works, yeah. but does it you know what does it do to you know what's inside your body? And look, there's a lot of there's a wealth of knowledge there that um, you know we should uh, consider as well. And I think when I was doing my research actually at um, the University of Wollongong uh, for my PhD, the one thing I found was that yeah, it was considered the golden era of drugs and medicine. Uh, and I believe it would have been around the 90s to 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some staggering statistics. It might have been it was more than 50% of pharmaceutical products were uh, based on a compound found in nature. Um, Mm. And a lot of natural products do have chemical entities that will have antimicrobial, any uh, fungal effects. Mm. And pharmaceutical researchers, as you know, know, they come along and they might just tweak it a bit, change it a little bit here. But it's definitely been, it, it saved millions and millions of dollars by having already a base structure to work yeah. on, to start, start from scratch and, and try and figure out what is going to work and what isn't cost so much money. And it's just natural products um, and extracts will already give a bit of an advantage. So uh, for that reason, traditional medicines do have a very important place mm. uh, as well. And I think for that tea tree oil video in particular, it was just really important that for me personally, uh, that I do give credit to, mm. uh, to the, the Australia's first scientists, those who've Mm. Um, talking about the indigenous cultures here, yeah, have invested thousands of years of trial and error to find those uh, extracts that do have those properties. Mm. And has your eating habits changed since? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> since you know, doing all of this, do like, you still eat sausage? <laughs> like, honestly, I, I I kind of feel I don't even go near like anything. I'm like, I love a hot dog too much. I just can't. I can't. Up watching, you know. Yeah, uh, no, they haven't. They haven't changed. Um, the I don't know whether it's I just I'm just desensitized to it because I look at it mm. a bit. But I also recognize as well in processed foods that the microplastics. That if I do find some microplastic or anything like that, um, it is obviously magnified uh, mm-hmm. under the microscope. So I think that. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't changed my eating habits personally. I think it's just important that we know what's how how food is processed in that way though, and and just mm-hmm. be aware that you know we're still researching what microplastics are. I think overall they're not good. We know they're not good. 
Yeah. Uh, but we're in a day and age where it's just fast food is just so everywhere. And yeah. it's just, you know, uh, with our busy lives and stuff, it, it just seems to be the often the, the straightforward, easy option as well. Um, yeah, so it hasn't actually changed my eating mm. as well. I think overall as a population, you know, our life expectancy has increased because of advances in different technology and medicines. Um, microplastics obviously aren't a good thing, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that, I, yeah, it is a, it's, a, it's a tough one. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Personally, no, my eating habits haven't changed yet. and like do you because i find it quite baffling that i'm you know in in the best way possible that you know you and adrian is still working full-time jobs like do you kind of plan to keep it going that way or you know you kind of hear there's just like a big vast ocean of like what people with you know, great followings and people who love what you do, you know, and what, what, what can you do with it and will you ever leave your job? Yeah, sure. Um, the, I mean, I, I, I don't know, Cajun, do you have anything on that one? Yeah. Like I feel like I'm talking so much. No, it's okay, because no, I, I can contribute after you. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Right. So I think, um, so yeah, the, 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 what can I do with the, following and the the movement the one minute micro mm. movement in terms of is it financially viable and and that sort of thing um i like I, I really enjoy my my role that i'm currently working in and so i'm working in a pharmaceutical uh, like a patent space mm. yep. uh, i i enjoy that on a day-to-day basis uh, i've envisaged that the microscope stuff is a hobby still mm-hmm. uh, and i do get deals every now and then um some I, I, it's a bit of a feast and famine situation for me. Feast and famine, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a real. I understand that it's a very niche area, and mm-hmm. only yesterday, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Only yesterday, I got approached for the first time by a microscope company, a proper microscope company. Oh, wow! But they they want they haven't they haven't offered any finance stuff yet. It's just like they want to give. Contra. Yeah, it's just like maybe a free microscope here or there, and that's. Nah. <laughs> Not at one and a half Adrian, million following. Adrian's part of the TikTok mafia. He'll cut the deals for you. Nah. It's tough because I'm, uh, like I'm a one-man band in this way and it's just yeah. uh, I think some people have tried to take advantage of that. Oh, business. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I know I know for a fact, like, uh, I've been – so I've recently signed a contract to have some of my stuff featured in a uh, in a Snapchat show. Mm-hmm. And that Snapchat is just that's a conglomerate beast of uh, for in terms of revenue. And it was funny. I had a company, a pretty big company approach, like you know, pretty established on online. They've got their hands in all sorts of different other content, and they're just like you just don't know where it sort of ends and what. Mm-hmm. And they'll say they they message me and they said, "Oh, can we use your content? You'll get credit." And it's like, yeah. it's been good back in the day. Like when I first started out, no worries. I would, I jumped on those. And I did jump on those opportunities as well. Mm. But this particular group, they were, they're looking to do a particular series. It's like food science or something like that. And I, mm. they wanted to use some of my content. And I said, look, um, how are you, because I still don't mind people crediting the accounts. I'm still trying to grow my Instagram. I'm trying to grow my YouTube. If, if there's a direct link, I don't mind that because those channels are still a bit small. Um, TikTok, I've got that's sort of, mm-hmm. sort of takes 
channels. Yeah. But the other channels, I'd like to spread spread the wings a little bit there. But yeah, this company, they said to me, I, I said to them, how do you credit uh, people? And they said, well, they were using a lot of words like, if it ends up on Instagram, we put a link. If it ends up oh, it's so corporate, isn't it? Like it's just, you know, kind of speak but not speak, talk but, you know, can't understand what they, they're trying to get at. Yeah. And they're like, if, uh, and then they said, oh, and if it's on Snapchat, you get a watermark. And I said, well, hang on, I've had this, have, I've had my content stolen before on, and put on uh, Snapchat without permission on channels that have 400 plus followers. These are TV shows. Yeah. And I, I, that does not sit well with me at all because I really don't believe people will, you, will go to your channel based on a watermark. That takes a huge amount of effort yes. to mm. watermark and type that in to YouTube to stop what they're doing. That, that just doesn't happen. You do not get the traffic that you might want. No. It, mm. robs, it really does rob you. And meanwhile, a Snapchat show is getting making up in the, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth from ad revenue. And I've heard that it can be up in about $50,000 per Snapchat show. So <laughs> you're really good. I know. Like it kind of baffles me though because it it just seems like it's very unregulated. Like it, you know, it doesn't matter what niche you're in, what genre. It's almost like you're in a position of vulnerability because you you have these big um entities, right? And there's no, you know, there's all kind of no um you know, you think of the Bible and there's like, you know, the commandments. There's no commandments to what you guys are doing, even though you know that some people take off and others just flounder about and then you hear about Snapchat and the terms and conditions there. Like how how does that even happen? Like, it, you know, that's what I kind of can't wrap my mind yeah, around. I mean, I've definitely filed for copyright issues before in the past for Instagram and um, yeah. Snapchat, and they've been really good. Within about 24, 48 hours, your stuff, if you have yeah. the right evidence, it's taken down. But a lot yes. of people, I think, don't realise it, it is a lot of effort to, because you have to go find the links. And, and mind you, I'm doing everything off my phone as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit harder. Yeah. It, took me, it took me six hours to find that link. Because <laughs> somebody took, yeah, somebody in Instagram took my content um, and then it went viral. It's like three millions. Wow. And then and then they and then my following start telling me like this is your video. Wow, right. Yeah, because I think it's actually you. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. And so for me, I don't generally I've had people take my stuff, they put a link into my Instagram. I'm okay. I'm, I, if they haven't asked for permission, I'm a little bit salty about it, but I will allow it. Uh, if it says Snapchat and someone, like you said, Adrian, messages you, and I've had that happen to say, hey, someone's took, taking your video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw you on this TikTok show. Uh, sorry, on the Snapchat show. And I know how much a Snapchat show now can generate. To me, that just rubs me the wrong way straight up because watermarks mm-hmm. do not push people where they need to no. and, and that's really, that's particularly important to me because uh, my channel, like I've given, I've been able to use the channel to donate up to about four or five microscopes to people. And wow. it really is based on the flow of traffic that I get, the donations that people give when I do a live. Mm. And I like to use that to help facilitate someone else's learning. And Snapchat, I think, just robs that when someone takes your stuff. It's horrible. But sorry, back to um, I sort of, that's a bit of a tangent. In terms of the actual finance, um, feast and famine. So if I get a good string of deals, that's it's really awesome. Um, but sometimes, like, maybe a couple of months ago, it was just nothing, no, no deals, um, which was fine, you know, because then I- 
We've lost, we've lost your audio. Sorry about that. No, no you're right. We can hear, yeah, we can hear you. We yeah. can hear you louder yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I hope that hasn't been, um, isn't going to be an issue. If you need to ask any questions, again, go for it. Um, yeah, but I think in general, the overall, in terms of funds and stuff, like it, it is a feast and famine thing. Um, mm. And when I get, when I get a string of deals, that's really good. Um, but when I don't get deals, I can just focus on my own content. Um, which my fans love uh, as well. Because sometimes I think when you do deals, uh, if you do too many, your account and channel is going to start smelling like a bit sus, you know? And you don't want to rob your own voice that you created at that, the reason why people sort of followed you. So um, I think I'll keep my day job for now. It pays the bills (laughs) at least. Do you get get pressured or nervous with when you know it's a paid job? Like producing content for a paid job? Yes. Yeah. I I had an experience recently where uh, I had this company reach out and they offered me a a, a pretty consistent amount of money, uh, and I was pretty ta- uh, like it was. I think they just said this was going to be over like a couple of months, and the overall sum was pretty good. And I was mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is great. I was pretty excited about it. But then what? happened was i think being in australia as well we're a bit limited to products from maybe overseas Mm -hmm. and so there were a few issues there um i did my best to source some of the products and i did and i sent them through some drafts and what sort of started happening was the videos started moving very clearly away from my voice Mm -hmm. uh how i content create and it was just coming back with a lot of edits and there were just a few extra things that I just don't do as a content creator. So for example, I don't really focus too much on making um, like video tiles or anything like that for um, like, or just sort of, you know, uh, on YouTube where you have like a video and people do their own upload their thumbnails. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do any of that. Yeah. So it's like stylistically you're finding that the clients are asking for certain things that you know, you would never do in your own. uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and it started becoming a little bit more than what I imagined the the deal was, and so uh, and it just I think it's just when it just goes through a, a lot of changes, which is fine. That's part of the feedback process. I usually I make the video as a starting point, and then we try to work on where it goes uh, and what it looks like. But I think that it just started getting a bit too much, and then yeah, whenever I'd, I'd get an email, it just started causing. Or th- oh, I was thinking about it. Uh, I'm having these panic attacks, all these anxiety. Yeah, mm. because I, I have a very tight schedule with work and then the videos. Yes, yeah, I, that's my choice. I, I do that, but it does. Some deals I've said yes to. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't have said yeah. yes. And I'm a really big. I'm I'm really big on integrity as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, my yes is a yes, and my no is a no. Mm. And I hate, absolutely hate committing to something and then I don't follow through with it. So, but this was yeah. one of the first times I felt, you know, this deal was not what I thought it would be and I just yeah. I started really second guessing. I'm still I'm still committed to it. Um yeah. but it's still happening now? It's still you're still contracted? For them, yeah. For this particular series, um yes. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I wasn't, you know, happy with the I wasn't overall thrilled with the the final product, but you know, at the end of the day, uh it's it's the applicants product. They want it it portrayed in a certain light and for me, it's just a yes, so no, so three bags full. So when it comes to those kinds of things, obviously, I do have a, I do have a, um, a, a stance on what I'm going to 
um, show and what I'm comfortable showing and what I'm yeah. not comfortable showing. And it would never, ever go against uh, the grain of science. Yeah. Mm. So there's that line as well. So if someone wants me to push a, you know, a particular oh. product or they're trying to make bogus claims, that's a no for me and I'll just be straight up no. Yeah. But um, for deals that seem to be in the ballpark of microscopy and they just might want some visuals, it's generally okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you seem to have like a guiding compass, you know, the, the morals that you have yeah. seems to kind of guide, be your North Star. Yeah. And do you find, Adrian, like you mm. have a similar experience um, to Walt, like where? I guess the difference with mine is that mine is not science-based. Mm. So as long as I'm fond of the product or the place that I go to, I tend to say okay because I would not say okay to a paid promotion of things that I would not use or would not do. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's tend to be my guiding compass is whether I would do it or not. Mm. Um, yeah. But it is interesting, earlier you mentioned go live and then that's how you fund like the giveaways because mm. I do know this with, with Walt. when do, how, how often do you go live, Walt? I try to go live at least minimum once a week. Once uh, a week. This is a really important thing for me and my channel because I want to be a content creator that interacts with yeah. my followers and fans because they are what make the channel. And uh, if it wasn't for them, the channel just wouldn't be where it is. And mm-hmm. it's really important for me to touch base with them and it's a nice little avenue for someone to get my attention or have a bit of a yeah. small interaction and just show that I, I do care. I'm thinking of all my followers, like I got them on my mind and, and that uh, they mean the world to me. So. Yeah, um, and it's what I've been doing is I go live on TikTok, and that gets that's the biggest live, like a you know, two thousand, three thousand. Uh, crazy. And I, I like the way that you like. Um, if we hit this amount of likes, I will magnify it ten times. <laughs> and then if you hit, and and the thing is, a lot of a lot of people who are more opportunistic or more money driven would not say that. Would they would say like, if I get a certain amount of gifts, I will. 10 times, but you say, if I get a certain amount of likes. But in in fact, what you're doing is the more likes you get, the more your life will be shown to randoms. Yeah. And therefore, the more viewers you get as well. Invested, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's yeah. still a win-win too. It is, and I don't want ever to... Be asking uh, for money. Yeah. yeah, because I know, I know like a lot of people on TikTok, I know there's a, there, there have been people who reach out to me. I had one person reach out to me today and they said, I love what you do. I don't have any, like, they've only just scraped enough for a microscope and they're asking for recommendations. Um, they weren't asking for a microscope or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm really conscious that a lot of people, there are people in my fan base who don't have a lot of money or income like, like mm-hmm. that. Some, and I just, I can't, I just don't feel like I should be asking my fans for for money. I'm very blessed. Yes. Uh, at the moment in where I am and um, what I've got. And my goal is just to make an enjoyable experience. If someone's watching the live stream, that's a huge contribution to me yep. and that, that I value that more than anything. But you're right. If it does bring in more people and some people feel led to give, uh, you know, that's that's really awesome. TikTok do have features that you can set live gift goals. Uh, yes. And I have tried it before. Uh, but I I'm really content in just... Um, doing what I'm doing and just showcasing the the waters and look on. So even if we didn't meet the light like target, I'd still zoom in anyway. Yeah, no, but I do notice that with life gifts, 
like TikTok do take like 70% of whatever um, is yeah, being given right. to the content creators. So yeah. mm, it's a lot of percentage. So like because I'm such a dummy in all of this, like how come TikTok Live will take that percentage but then you go to somewhere on Snap and they it seems like you can make a viable product which is a show that, um, you know, gives you X amount of money. Yep. It's, I, I think, purely ad revenue. Um, I know stuff. Right. Mm, yeah. so it's, to the creator? It goes directly to the creator? Not all, right. I'm assuming. Not all. Not all. Right, right. Small percentage of like YouTube. Yeah, a big portion oh, of it. And, okay. and, yeah, and I think TikTok, though, they do have ads. Um, I don't know what the ad, like what the future for ads for TikTok is going to look like. I'm very interested to see how they integrate that in the well, I can I can kind of share something. So I know that I know that with TikTok in Indonesia, US and UK being the three, one of the top ten um, highest user, they have already turned on their monetization. So views do provide them with money as well. Right. But the, the, but like um, I think Facebook, they limit. Uh, like you know, f- Facebook have got two monetization, like the reels, and then the um, monetization for views for long form, and then the reels they cap it to twelve hundred USD, and that's wow. the same with TikTok monetization where they will cap it at certain amounts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I see. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, so from that point of view, yeah, I think uh, that their ads they're still working out what that sort of might might look like in the future, but they're not as ad heavy as perhaps YouTube, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. And I think, yeah, Snapchat particularly make a lot of um, money. But I think as well that those other platforms might have different reward tiers for the for the creators where the creators might get a little bit more of the revenue than mm-hmm. TikTok provides. The, and, and that's purely, I have no, you know, um, I've seen videos about it, People, some big players, you know, complaining about that the different sort of, um, I guess. Percentages. Yeah, the percentages. For me, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me too much. You know, Mm -hmm. I I can understand the benefit as well if they were to change in the future. Maybe they will. Um, But for me, I'm just just trying to get um, science out there at the end of the day. And I I just have the time and the, the resources to do that. That's amazing. And, you know, um, before we go, like I have to say, even my son watching your TikTok, he's just, you know, and he's, he's, he's a bit of a nerd. Like, you know, he just loves chess. He loves all that science. And, the, and I think it's not textbook, so it's something different. And yeah. it's like it grabs you straight away and you want to know all about it. And, you know, it, it's great because, like, there's no shame in that. It's mm. like learning but in such a fun way. Yeah, um, I'm a visual learner myself. And I really struggled with the textbook stuff uh, during school. In fact, I think my my science teacher right now, if they knew where I was, maybe they do, I don't know, they would be so shocked um, to see where I, you know, where I eventually got to. But I always found difficulty learning, um, just reading uh, from from a book. And even through university, I felt like I had to spend twice as long and read the same page over and over again before Mm -hmm. just a small amount of that sort of sunk in. So... Uh, and then I had a bit of teaching experience as well at the uni and I realized there were other people like who had the same learning style as me and mm. uh, sort of if I was explaining a concept, it would sort of challenge me to try to explain it in a way that would come across well and sometimes drawing up something on the whiteboard or yeah. a visual cue might be the way to go. Yeah. 
So we're just turning on the thing. Sometimes the camera yeah, yeah, recording just its, turned off. I think it has its 15 minutes death spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, well, is there anything else? Yeah. yeah. I was just... Uh, there was a bit yeah. of, like, maybe the um, the mental aspect of content yes. creating. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm happy to just share, like, just a brief bit on that. So as Adrian knows, like, it's really important to have I think it's a network, so myself and Adrian and a few others as well that are in my mutuals. Who, these are people that you can trust uh, as well who are content creators. And I think that uh, they are the kind of people who are going to know some of the struggles that you're going through as a content creator. Uh, I've found that. And so it's really important to be open about mental health as well. Um, I'm, I'm a big advocate for it. Um, I don't have a chronic sort of mental health that's just there. I, I do have circumstantial mental health. So if I'm having a bad week on social media and that could be anything from I'm not getting the views that I thought I would get, mm. I'm getting negative comments, um, I'm getting people that just maybe just you just don't feel sort of like you're valued in that way, that can have a huge toll and that can just change the outlook of the week. You start wondering whether you know, it's a good thing or whether you should yeah. continue. Mm. And um, I've had one or two sessions with a I've spoken to someone about it who's a professional mm. and I just think when I've spoken to them they just I think they're a bit shocked that I do have the following and it feels like they just don't they don't have the experience well I think they come from a completely different like I you know often when you talk to like a counselor or a psychologist they kind of have no I think it's past a certain age limit almost, like, you yeah. know, and they just kind of, it gets a bit more foreign to them. Yeah. And it's like, so what do you do? Like, yeah. Even to find a psychologist yeah. who are familiar with TikTok content yeah. creators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we're, in a, we're in a day and age where that is, a, it's a, if you think about it 20 years ago, these new jobs and entrepreneurial content creating was never a thing. No. no. And, and this, is, this is what I found or just sort of noticed is that um, a lot of them aren't, well equipped to deal with that huge uh, following, and that it, it feels like a responsibility. You're taking all these people through a journey, and mm-hmm. sometimes that you're you're in a way that either you're the, you might see yourself as a leader in that way, and mm-hmm. uh, that's tough. And I just don't know if they get that. So for for that reason, like my, my social circles, my mutuals, and and friends, Adrian here and other content creators, it's so important to have people that you trust as well. A lot of the things that I share with that I've shared with Adrian via message and stuff like that have been uh, quite just me being very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, as well, it's important as well to know that you can trust those people because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is to drop a message to content creator that you you might trust and then they take it and they publish it online and we've seen that happen with the recent um stranger things debacle yeah 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 that's right the dms yeah it's like public right yeah Yeah. and you kind of think in that environment it's like it's intimate because it's like a, a personal text message it's not meant to be screenshotted mm. and then right. sent to an infinite amount yeah. of people yeah and yeah, exactly. and and like you said like having you know millions of followers you wouldn't have that 10 years ago or or 20 years ago mm. so like even oprah right when she does a good show it's probably in the millions or in the hundred thousands like you know working in tv with the metrics is so like having a hit show would be 300,000 for breakfast TV, right? And then you just quantify that and you think, wow, I've got a direct line 
to these people. Yeah. yeah. So how people, it would be hard to understand without your core group of yeah, you know, yeah. keys. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that though, like a lot of TV stations and stuff may have had the right psychologists and clinical professionals, mm. um, but as everyday sort of people, like you I said myself, don't know who to, like I've, I can go to a general psychologist and try to tell them, but I just didn't feel, and I've just not felt like they t- kind of could understand what I was going through. Yeah. So that's why, you know, just Never yeah, when I reached out, yeah, when I reached out to Adrian uh, yeah. that back well, a while ago, because I was, you know, going through a bad week. Yeah, I just knew that Adrian was someone I could trust. Um, having never really, I've never met you in person. Yes. I think as well, like the other important thing is what you, um, from seeing your content and talking to you, you're the same person. Right? Oh, like, thank you. There are, there, are con- <laughs> there are content creators out there who have a content creating persona yes. and a behind closed doors persona, and that's that can be a bit. That would throw you off. Yes. Like, yeah. No, but I find it. I find it interesting when you say that um, view still impacts you at the level that you are, because I think with me, I try. Oh, I already try not. I try myself to separate myself from the views. I just like, yeah. what's the next content to make? I don't know whether that's a good thing or not, but I think I, I, I worry that it will create like it will just snowball into like this anxiety thing mm. if i am to be impacted by views it used to but i think now and now i try and definitely like you know i'll just move on to the next content yeah yeah and you can see you can definitely see there's been like I, even in my small circle i've seen content creators just go down the drain because they just try to chase that view or and they've got yeah. a massive following and I, mm. I think sometimes tiktok you've got the following and it might not reflect the views, yes, vice versa. Following means nothing for TikTok. It's engagement. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, I think uh, that can be a mental sort of struggle as well, and it definitely have been there. Um, and I think that sort of ties into the whole what I was talking about at the start, where some people. That's when you start getting to temptations to try to uh, make those artificial views. And yes, I've seen a lot of microscope channels. They start faking results or they're not very clear that it's joke kind of yeah. footage. Yeah. And yeah. then, and those videos get a, a knee jerk reaction. They really do. Um, but the problem with those kinds of artificial views and that is you've got to keep that up. And, you know, I think some people think if they get the fake views just to start or they create the false content, then they go back to their true content. Um, they're just going to lose the followers that they got. Cause those, the people who follow because of a fake result just want that kind of, um, I guess that that bold statement or something like that. Yeah, um, they like the controversy, and and that. Oh, but yeah, it is sometimes. It's, yeah, sometimes it does um, uh, disappoints me, or I don't know how, what the word is that with social media, be it Instagram, uh, YouTube, or TikTok, like negativity really um, gets rewarded. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, or, or controversies or, or, or like ambiguity, like really get rewarded with views and with engagements. Like, I guess just, yeah. that's just human nature, I suppose. It is. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that, that is the nature of the beast. Um, but I, I, I recognize like, um, the, you know, the positives for me far outweigh those, those negatives as a content creator. Yes. And, um, I love the connections that I've made such as this one and, and many others. And, um, I love to know that I've definitely got just a loyal sort of group who just really love 
what I do and the content that they, that I do. Yeah. Um, and to me, that just, that means the world. And if I just get like, a, even today, that one message where this person reached out and they were just like, Oh, you really inspired me to yeah. stuff. That makes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And I'm sure you get the same for you. You probably inspire people to eat healthy and just to just explore. Cause I'm, you know, should be more explore than eat healthy. <laughs> But still, you know, like um, you know, uh, eating eating a broad range of food and trying different things—that's so important, yeah. you know. And um, you're you're opening up someone's world and experiences that they've just never had. So yeah, it's always very nice when we get that messages. <laughs> and and I guess like speaking to you you two, and you know, you guys are so far ahead and you've done so well in your journey. If someone who's just starting out, um, mm-hmm. and I imagine there would be a lot of people just wanting to start out, like what would be your kind of two takeaway tips or two, you know, pieces of advice that Mm. you wish you had known earlier about TikTok growing an audience and kind of sticking to your lane or do you go with trends? Like what, what advice would you give? Yeah. Um, From my experience, uh, I've, I've always knew that you had to be consistent. Um, So that can be both in regular uploading but also it's important to be consistent in what you upload. People mm-hmm. go to my channel because they expect microscope stuff. They don't go to it to see telescope like space or they don't go to my channel to see food or like, you know, agents mm-hmm. and professionals there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what uh, makes a good channel because even if it's such a niche topic, people are going to go to that and you're going to create, create that following because people know they can go to your channel and they'll get what they want that day. You are mm-hmm. the modern day jester in a way, you know, um, I'll show for the, the kings of the world and that's just the people everyone's a king or queen you know like and mm. um i think that yeah just being consistent in what you create is important i've seen channels with who've racked up massive massive following but then they sort of crumble a bit because they start branching out and the, yeah they branch out or they just do silly like all over the place content and they might get a viral video which brings more people but then they start going to they just there was no there's no direction um and i think um for me even if i have a bad week i'm still going to you can go to my channel and you know you're going to get a microscope footage at some point in my video Um, and then the consistency is as i mentioned when i first started it was once a day when i started getting it started sort of snowballing and looking after itself i might drop that back to like two three times a week and focus more on the quality uh, as well to to deliver something nice for for people um in terms of what I would have liked to have known, I think would just be uh, I'm just thinking that what sort of comes to mind is just you're gonna as your video and your channel grows, you're gonna get negative comments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some are gonna be really picky and you're just like oh, that's a bit a bit much, a bit uh you kinda miss the point of the video or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no time for, you know, um I have no place on my channel for any sort of racism or anything like that. um, And unfortunately those comments do pop up and it's a science channel. How does it even end up there? So those things can be a bit disheartening um, as well. I think I've personally struggled with if I feel a content creator. So this draws on to the whole staying in your lane. I've definitely struggled sometimes. Maybe it's a little bit, I don't know if it's, it's not jealousy or envy or anything. Territorial. Territorial, yeah, and I don't want to gate. I can't get. I'm not going to gate keep science at all. Like anyone, if anyone gets a microscope and they start looking at stuff and film it, that's awesome because you're getting. You know, we're on the same team. Team there to get that 
create that enthusiasm for science. But I think that I have sometimes it does get to me if I see another channel is uploaded. I've had people copy my stuff. I know like they might copy the same topic um, yeah. under the microscope in it. Whilst they're entitled to do that is science, they can look at tap water under the microscope. It just feels like they've uploaded it after they've seen mine. Oh, right. So it's like a direct, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've noticed mine's done well and then they do it and then they do really well. But And I've had people copy the same style, like the same frame-for-frame kind of footage type. Still different, but it still just feels like a bit – and I think that's that sometimes gets to me a little bit yeah. um, because I like to think my stuff is original and I try to – think of creative ways to show it. Um, so that kind of does get me a little bit. So what if, in my, my question on that one, what if that particular person start with your clip and says, learning from one with micro and they're like basically referring to you first before doing their take on it? I mean, I, I've had people reach out to me and they say, hey, listen, I know you just upload like a microscope because I've got a microscope community. And I think for the most part, someone with, who's genuinely has seen my video and they want to do the same thing because it's good to have results at the same time match up. If my results mm-hmm. in Australia match up with US or Canada and the uh, science yeah, in yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got the test subjects ready to deploy. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's. It, I think, and we've had, like I've had channels that say, hey, listen, I really like your water video. I'm going to do the same. Is that okay? hope that's okay and I'm, I'm always cool with that because it's just like you know yeah you, you saw my ability you know you acknowledged it a bit but and they don't even have to tag me in the comments or credit or whatever um so i think i think it's past like this is just more self-reflection it's more me i i it's yeah. something that i need to work no, on I it. yeah and i think staying in my own lane and just focusing on the goals that i want is is most important it does get to you when you if you do see someone just suddenly maybe explode in followers and yeah you're just like, oh, you kind of like, wow, that's crazy. I wish that happened to me. But Oh, my God. It's, it's funny. Your your feelings are like reflective of my feelings too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and right now, like for me, what that looks like is I'm, I'm trying to grow my YouTube account. So I've been working really, really hard on that in the past weeks um, to grow that. And I, I've been feeling really good because my goal right now, I want to get to 100,000 subs on yep. YouTube. I want that that nice plaque, you know, and, and that, that's me staying in my own lane. I have that focus, that direction, and, yeah. and that, that's where I'm going. Um, so I think for new content creators, my advice would be just, you know, and I'm sure Adrian would agree, you know, you mm. do what you love and you upload what you love and you're sharing that to the world uh, as well and to not get caught up in any of those controversies because it just really, it, it lives in your head rent-free. It yeah. can really... If TikTok yeah. reference. <laughs> it does. It really does. And, and you know, you can always sleep over it. Um, it can be, yeah. there's a lot of times I've been, I just haven't gone to bed because I've been thinking, how do I, why are my videos not doing this or getting the reception? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, a, it's a tough gig that way. Yeah. But I, I do find it interesting that with TikTok, it's a lot more, strict in terms of niche what you said earlier mm. while i do find instagram and youtube are a lot more forgiving with not being in niche mm. um yeah. people the population are a lot more forgiving in that way especially yeah. youtube like youtube you can branch out and do other things and they'll still be fine mm. um yeah. but yeah tiktok is unforgiving in terms of yeah. being niched yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
like stay in your box? Is that yes, what you mean? Like, pretty much. Okay, right. Yeah. So TikTok is like you've got your thing, we like your yeah. thing, you stay in your thing. Your population will start degrading if you start deviating for too oh, much. Okay, right. If so, it's too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely there is such a different audience what's on Instagram, what's on TikTok, and what's on YouTube. And it might be reflective of age, I don't know, yeah. um, attention span, um, yeah. and maybe just the culture there. I've had an overall positive experience on all platforms, but there's definitely I've definitely had to change streams a little bit and style and tact on when I upload the same video to each platform. It um, it just changes and it it is something that I've noticed. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. And um, I guess what keeps you so motivated? Like you've got a lot of, you know, clear things that you have milestones in your mind about, you know, YouTube and 100K subs. Like the ever, I think I guess the every other person would be like, okay, if I don't see 10, then I'm going, like I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how are you still managing to go, no, I'm, I'm going to stay until I hit it? Yeah. So um, it's really interesting when someone asks, uh, you know, what would I do to go grow on TikTok? I tell them you got to give it a fair go, really, and, and other social platforms. You have to give it a fair go. And I think a good indicator, if you want a tangible number of what that looks like, um, it would be for me, let's say I, I like to you know, upload, let's say, 100 videos. I think that's a fair yep. number. Upload 100 videos. Try to do it at minimum once a week. So consistency. Mm-hmm content keep the same content and mm-hmm. upload those and if you haven't grown to a thousand followers after a hundred videos and you know you, once a week or once a day whatever then you need to change something something's mm-hmm. not working so you've given it a fair go and i think when i've told people that i've seen in the past people they're like yeah right on i'm going to give this go and i noticed they'll upload one or two videos and then they stop and yeah. oh my god yeah yeah. <laughs> it's it's a like the first video on my, my TikTok channel. If I had stopped after my first three videos, I would be sitting on four hundred followers. Yeah, because- but it's such an important message to have. I yeah. think like it's an important message for people to hear yeah. that you know for someone as big as you, because you only see where you are now. You don't necessarily see where you know you had three videos and it was four hundred views. Yeah, yeah. No, I do find it like out, out of ten people Have who lost. Yeah. No, no. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, yeah, no, I was just saying like out of 10 people who asked me about advice of what you just said earlier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. No, I was just saying that out of 10 people who asked me advice about TikTok and I provide them with what you just said earlier, mm. probably only one ended up following through about like contra- giving it a fair go. Yeah. Like a lot of them just give up after a few. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it is tempting because, um, you know, the, unless you get a viral video, you're not going to get a mass following straight away. Like that very yeah. rarely happens. Um, yeah. And I've seen, I've watched content like accounts grow from, you know, 400 followers to 100,000 because they've been consistent. Their content um, might not even be that great, but they're just consistent in it. But uh, if if you did genuinely give it a fair shot and you uploaded 100 videos over the course of 100 days or 200 days, even one every two days, um, you, you know, something that you love and you're just not getting that, reception you haven't gone past a thousand followers then that indicates you've given it a fair go you need to change something in your yep. content it needs to have a different hook um yeah and i've seen i've seen microscope accounts that have started at the exact same time as me do that 
Um, there's an, a, there's a couple of accounts that, you know, they haven't barely, they haven't gone past a thousand subs and they've been uploading regularly, but I think it might just come down to the style as well. They might need to explain a little bit more or just think of a different creative hook as yeah. well. Um, it's not just, although I said it's, it, it is, I just point the camera where it needs to go. There is an element of research, storytelling as well, um, engagement. I need to make, when I make a video as well, I need to make sure that people who, who click on the video, they're looking at that, that topic and they, I have to tell them this is the most relevant thing in your life right now. Yes. You, know, you cannot look away. You need to watch this because it's going to affect you. Like so, for my an example like that, the centipede video, which did quite well, you know, it got three point eight million views. Yeah. I start off with I have the most, I have one of the most dangerous bugs in this container. You know, and yes. most people will never see yes, a centipede. Yes, I like I, that. Yeah, I've never seen a centipede before this, um, but that already puts that relevance there that people are like, oh, okay, well, this is a really dangerous bug. I live in Australia. Maybe there's dangerous bugs around here. And suddenly I've made that centipede, the most dangerous bug in the world. Watch out. Do not step on it, like, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's, it's not, not me not – like I'm not falsifying it. Like it's just trying to make it relevant I think is important. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. All right, I think that's our yes. first oh one. Yeah, We've learned we so much. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Thanks so much for, for having me on. I hope that what I've said is okay. Um, I feel like I rambled on a bit. Um, so no, no, you did great. No, yeah, yeah. Everything was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the answers. Yeah. I'm really loving these, uh, just the, the chats. I think I could definitely do more podcasts, but it, I've got a lot, I've got so much to just say and I could talk about it all day, honestly. Yeah. I really um, but thank you so much just for being for just giving that opportunity. It's, it's fascinating that it's only taken us pretty much a year and a half or That's know, right. two so years just a short span. Just time. to yeah. I mean, we're still learning obviously about the platform, yes. but yeah. we do know a lot because we make content mm. and we're like basically bathing in it every single moment of our lives. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. No, absolutely for sure. And I'm sure you'll agree it has been a life changing experience. Yeah. As well. Yep. Totally. Yeah. It's just um, my life's never going to be the same um, now. But um, yeah, moving like I'm, and in, in a good way. You know, like I, I love it. It's just been really, um, as I mentioned, revitalizing. And right now, my biggest goal is I don't know when you say what motivates you as well. It's like I don't know what. Like I don't really have money on, on my mind. Though that would be cool to have a financially kind of consistent thing um like i was watching mr beast the other day and i'm just watching that dude just throw throw cash in the air like crazy and i'm just like whoa that's crazy but um i think i just like as well setting it into little goals is important so at the start like my youtube for me uh, my goal is getting into adding an extra thousand people on at the end of the week or over two weeks do do you push on your life because i feel like pushing it on your life is i do i do yeah found this really effective way to sort of do it. Now, I don't know what TikToks – I can – I'm trying to think how would TikTok feel about me sort of pushing YouTube or Instagram, and I don't know if they would appreciate it because they have a – in the guidelines. Instagram, I know for sure they're not going to appreciate it. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, they have a thing where it's like you're not allowed to do follow for follow, and I, I don't do that. Yeah. Um, I simply just – halfway through the live, if I've, if I've pulled about 2,000 people watching – I'll take the camera out of the microscope and, I'll, and I have a I have my computer set up with my live mm. YouTube counter. I'm like, hey everyone, I'm also on YouTube and it's 
I think TikTok and those platforms should be open to me having a few eggs in different baskets because I'm still predominantly on TikTok. I'm never going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way that I grow on TikTok is by being big on other platforms as well. Yeah. So it really does benefit them. And I know that they want users to join their, their app and I get that, but they need to have big people on their app for people to also join the app. And the way yeah. I get big is if, and have a bit more of an influence is if I'm on YouTube and Instagram and I'm prominent on those as well, working towards, you know, maybe a blue tick at some point, um, you know, by yes. doing stuff like working for World Health Organization, like I got to collate all that stuff and maybe send it through to the right people to yeah. have them consider it as well. Um, have, have, you ever been, have you ever been contacted with someone from TikTok? I do, yeah, I do have. Yeah. Um, so that was actually, it was actually through the lives that I got contacted because um, they were just hitting um, some big tickets there. So how I, got, how I got the blue tickets because of that contact, and then I asked for an application form and they sent me the application form and then I sent it back and I, yeah. So I'm going to do that too. I think uh, what I was working on was um, I just wanted a bit of a portfolio, like a few... Yeah. Uh, news outreach stuff, which I've been working on in the background. Like I've got um, some. They only need five, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to look at trying to do something like that. I think you have more than five, though. <laughs> like uh, after, because I did a quick research, because you know that's what I, I do for work. But you would have enough. Like I think you're yeah. on Pop Sugar Refinery Twenty One. Like a lot of the younger publications, you would have. Like I think you were spotlighted in. 2021 as one of three creators yeah so i think that that in itself Mm. is enough to get you the blue tick so definitely put that just links and then um the other thing i noticed your um tiktok doesn't link to your instagram it only links to your youtube yeah so this is going to probably show a bit my my how well i am equipped with computing using um i lost my instagram link and i just I, i know it's somewhere like i know i can get it um i just haven't found it instagram is a bit harder for me to use because i'm not as familiar with the platform and i've just i know i have had i've retrieved the link before but i the reason i did that i took it i had the instagram link up but i took the link link off because i really really just wanted to focus on the youtube YouTube, Um, yeah yeah yeah. and in the past week i've been so i I was uploading maybe once every three four months Mm -hmm. now i'm uploading every day to youtube and in the past week i've added I went from a thousand subs to three thousand. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah. ball is rolling now, and it's just it's um, YouTube was very tough to start with, and I was very impatient. I was a bit spoiled from my TikTok. Yeah, no, nah, it's the opposite. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah. you just need yeah. one content to blow up. Like, because I only had one video that blew up, and it gives me sixteen thousand followers in two days. Mm. Yeah, subscribers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm that's what I'm working on now, and I'm just uploading once a day and um yeah as you mentioned on the lives like i'll have the live counter and i'll be like hey uh, by the way i'm also on youtube and some people have gotten a bit shitty with that like they and i felt i felt a bit of like you know what gets you sort of thing that kind of got to me because i'd never asked for money no <laughs> shitty what saying like you're plugging your own stuff yeah yeah and i'm just like i'm just at the same time like the reason I'm also on YouTube is because I know a lot of teachers like to use my videos as resources yeah. and um, the YouTube link is much more user-friendly at schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to raise awareness that I am on YouTube. Like if yeah. you want to go for a split second, like it's literally, here's the water bear for 40 minutes, oh, five minutes over YouTube, back to the water bear. And um, some people have been a bit, oh, like, look at you doing this. It's like, but I, I don't think teachers would be happy sharing a link 
of TikTok. Oh, it's rather yeah, YouTube. That's right. yes. Yeah, it's rather YouTube. And like yeah. I listen to a lot of Dusty Porter and he does like the YouTube Creators Academy. Um, and a lot of he's got a lot of science teachers um, you know, talking about their content. And that's pretty much where they monetize and they're able to substantiate what they're doing. Um, because yeah. as long as, you know, as you said, like as long as you're consistent and you have a niche, um, but a lot of the science videos get, you know, do really well on on YouTube, yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, I'm hoping that would be a bit more stable, a bit more consistent as well. Mm. Um, I'm getting uh, this is a bit of like uh, I haven't been public about it yet, but um, I'll share with you both that uh, a new lab assistant's going to be on my channel in February 2023. Um, we're having a baby, my wife and I. Oh, oh wow. congratulations! congratulations. <laughs> I thought you were hiring someone for a second. <laughs> no, well, I'm just putting out. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to have our bub on the channel as a mini lab assistant in the future. I don't show much of my face, but I think it would be uh, really cute to document the growth and the exploration. Oh, you could start having a series yeah. that are related to infants, even like, like the science. What does you know, yeah, uh, infant yeah. saliva compared to yeah, uh, adult right. saliva yeah. look like? Well, even comparing yeah. breast milk to like formula, you know, I've oh, been yeah. through all of totally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just looking at under the microscope, so uh, it's going to be a yeah big things coming twenty twenty three. It's going to change my life's going to change once again. Yeah. And um, the TikTok channel might change in terms of the voice, and yeah, we'll see see what it brings so yeah. yeah yeah awesome so the biggest question is what is your next cleaning solution <laughs> no that good question good question so really um so this is the craziest thing I was, I was mentioning people copying my stuff yeah mm. when i did i started the germ versus whatever insert yeah. chemical here and uh, i really i was having a good run with that and i think i've noticed a lot of other microscope channels are now doing like there was a big one um, this dude has 400,000 subs on youtube yeah. And after I did my tequila versus germs, yeah. I did whiskey versus germs, you know, uh, stuff like that. Right, yeah. And I'm seeing these things pop up, but I'm like, it challenges me. And I'm going to, this is, this is insight into today's video that I'm going to make after work. Um, I'm doing um, hydrogen peroxide. Now, people have already done hydrogen peroxide versus germs, but have they done hydrogen peroxide versus cheek cells? So cheek cells, yes, yeah, so cheek cells on the inside. So I just get a toothpick, rub it. Um, yeah. If you see some of my cheek cells, they're basically it's just it'll be hydrogen peroxide versus human cells. So people have done hydrogen peroxide versus germs and bacteria, yeah. but mm -hmm. it'll be really interesting to see. And they don't recommend pouring hydrogen peroxide on skin cells because it bubbles and fizzes. Um, and I want to see what happens when instead of I'm going one step further, instead of bacteria, I'm now doing human cells yeah. versus a chemical. And we'll see ah, what. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Peroxide in like throat gargle sometimes. No, sorry, in what? No, there there isn't um, hydrogen peroxide on throat gargle. There um, I don't. I think it. Um, I don't know if it is. I don't think so. Um, no, just off the top no. of my head, um, it's it's. I bought like.